Um, I'm in this fortunate position, you know, when I get up to speak, that she's on Zoom, I can say what I like, and, <laughs> and you have to agree with me. Um, but I, I, actually, the disagreement can come later. But, um, but 43 years, and some years ago, Zoe became vegetarian. Uh, I can't tell you how many, but what I can tell you is that my understanding of uh, my diet, what I eat, my, actually it's changed. I don't eat meat that much. <laughs> Guess who cooks? Um, <laughs> but, um, but it has affected my life. The longer I have spent in Zoe's company, the more my life has changed and adjusted. Um, and, you know, vegetarianism in that sense has been a revelation to me. You know, this year, you know, if we're going to pursue revelation this year, it's that our life is shaped, formed, and changed more deeply and more wholly by the presence of God, by being in Jesus' company, being and living by the Spirit. And uh, the consequence is not that I suddenly become more intelligent or come out with, you know, these weird and wonderful ideas, but I become more conform to the likeness of the image of Jesus. And that is revelation. Um, another way of describing this is we learn how to love. See, um, it's God's love for the world that we're seeking to understand. And it's the absence of God's love that so distorts and ruins, in a sense, our understanding both of what it means to be human beings, what it means to have relationship, and what it is to pursue justice and truth. But when we love, those are the things that God wants to put in us to, in order to see the world whole. Um, there are all kinds of scriptures I could turn to, actually. And, um, and funnily enough, I mean, the Bible itself is a book of revelation. It's a book that's seeking to open up to us the truth of life, of, of, of God's purpose for the world. Um, but in order to really draw out the understanding of the scriptures, obviously it helps to read it with the author's inspiration open it up to us. But there are countless examples. I was tempted to go to the life of Joseph um, as, as one, but that would take a bit too long. But if we went through the life of Joseph, Joseph, you'll know that throughout all these misfortunes that took place in his life, it concludes with his revelation of himself to his brothers, saying, well, you meant all that happened to me and what you did to me for evil, but God intended it for good. And, um, and so he saw, it's not that the, that the difficulty of his circumstances were wiped away. He'd been through that, but he saw life differently. He saw it in the way that God sees it and saw it. And perhaps the, the one I'd jump to, um, which uh, is, is perhaps most obvious in the New Testament, would be... Um, Peter's conversation or the disciples' conversation with Jesus in Matthew chapter 16. It's a great chapter in terms of revelation, a great one to read through. But, uh, but in the middle of that chapter, 
there's a conversation about who is Jesus. And, you know, how do we see God? How do we understand who he is, really? And, um, and there's all sorts of speculation. You know, Jesus is saying to them, you know, who do you think I am? And they come up with all sorts of ideas, you know, oh, you're Elijah. And, um, you know, m maybe you're a new Moses. Maybe there were all sorts of um, crackpot ideas that they came up with that people were thinking that Jesus really was. But then Jesus says to them, so who do you say I am? And, um, and Peter says, famously, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And what... Jesus responds to him by saying, well, blessed are you, Simon, the son of Jonah, his, his real dad. But this wasn't revealed to you by him. This was revealed to you by your father in heaven. And by being with Jesus, Peter had begun to see who Jesus really is. He'd had this revelation. And Jesus actually goes on to say, on this, I'll build my church. You know, we as a community this year can really grow in all the different aspects of who we are, what we're doing. I know there's loads of different ministries represented in this room, but we, not just individually, but as a community, can really grow as we understand and live out this revelation of who God is, what his purposes are, and where he wants to take us. Um, and, um, and that's a great uh, promise to us. Um, I've got a couple of pictures, and maybe we could stick one up on the screen. Um, it's just to kind of help um, grasp what we're talking about. Um, but um, if, you can, if you can see this... Um, I'd like you just to imagine that um, our life, your life and mine, is, is that roadway. Um, it's uh, the second seven, oh, no, it's the first seven crossing. Um, and, um, and we go through the fog at times, don't we? Um, I don't know where you're currently, but uh, sometimes I find, you know, I, I have this experience both, well, every day, sometimes uh, but uh, but we go through seasons where life isn't making much sense and perhaps we go back to the sort of understanding that Dave was talking about of prayer and trouble but but as we go through that um, we come into this clear sunlight I know go back to the first picture we'll, we'll arrive at that one in a sec um, don't jump ahead um, but we, we, we go into the, the clear sunlight. This road comes out of the fog and, um, and into the sunshine. And, uh, and, and we see clearly. Well, when we're in the sunshine, it's kind of easy to know the presence of God, isn't it? But, um, but when we're in the fog, not so much. But revelation, and this is, this is how I'm trying to describe it, but revelation is, is the perspective from which we're actually looking at this whole road. Yeah, God sees the whole of life. And, and sometimes that's what he wants to reveal to us. To, to, at times we're sort of buried in our circumstances. You know, can't make sense. Sometimes we're in the clarity of sunshine and everything makes sense. 
But the revelation God wants us to have is to see all of it from his perspective. And um, I'll give, give you one more example. Um, I was in a prayer meeting with um, some church leaders some, well, some long time ago now, and we were praying together about um, circumstances which were very difficult, couldn't be resolved. And as we were praying, uh, one of the people in the room, a man called David Lawrence, said, well, I've just seen, as we've been praying, I've, I've just seen a corkscrew being screwed into the top of a wine bottle. And, um, and the thing is, if you look at a corkscrew from above, you just seem to be going around in circles. And that's exactly how life felt, and that's exactly how it felt about the circumstances, <laughs> situation we were praying in. It's like we were in the fog. But he said, um, but as I looked at it, I, my perspective changed, and I looked at this corkscrew from the side. And actually, it wasn't just going around, of course. It was also going up, and it was pulling the cork out of the bottle. And um, that was seeing the whole picture. And God wants us to see life whole. Um, let's move on to the second picture. Um, this is a um, picture that the sky is dawn in Cornwall, um, our favorite place, I'm sure. Um, but it, um, it, for me, it's just, I, I'm showing this for well, several reasons. One is it's a new day. That is the gospel revelation that every day, you see, at the heart of the gospel is Jesus' new creation. That uh, whatever the circumstances, we're, we're heading into new creation. And um, the people in the picture are uh, friends of ours, um, actually almost relatives of ours. Um, and we were walking this path um, which is one of the long-distance paths in Cornwall, called the Saint's Way. So it was kind of prophetic. Um, the Saint's Way is one of the long-distance paths. It crosses Cornwall from one side to the other and uh, is, is known as uh, one of the paths in which the Celtic Christians would pilgrimage across on their way to mission in Europe. And so the path itself, various stages, is dotted with Celtic crosses and... Um, it, uh, you take a, a few days, a couple of days to, to do the whole length of it. But, but this is us, and that path is called the Saint's Way. So we are on the Saint's Way, um, and that's our calling. We're going to break bread in just a second, so I'm going to wind up with um, an analogy which um, I just want to leave you with. Um, and it's something that's kept coming back to me over these last few months, which is um, uh, a, a revelation. Um, if, you, uh, if you've seen the BBC program, The Repair Shop, do you want to put your hand up? Yeah, loads of people. It's very popular, isn't it? I think it's a picture to us of, um, of the church, and it's, it's a picture, as it were, this program is a, is a great illustration of revelation because 
people come into the repair shop with all kinds of artifacts, and they're all decrepit old things. They're all kinds of uh, economically um, of no value whatsoever. But when you listen to the stories as to why these people have brought them in and why they want them restored, what you hear is about relationship and love and the importance of these things in their history. And so the people go off and the, the repairers go off. And uh, in one way or another, with, with great respect, they restore these broken items. And, um, and at the end of the program, and this is the kind of the, the, the moment, there's a great reveal. The items are put under a blanket. And uh, if you've seen it, if you haven't seen it, it's well worth watching at least one of these episodes. Um, the people come back in anticipation. And when they are ready, they whip the blanket off the item to reveal it. And it is a revelation. And... Um, because of its significance, again, not because of its monetary significance, or whatever, but what is revealed is not just the repair of the item, but in a sense the repair of the person. And interesting, I've been reading um, the biography of Jay Blades who put together this program, and he says, well, actually, the person who's being repaired the most through this program is me, and he talks about his own life. That's what we're about. That's the revelation of the church. I'm going to stop because we're out of time, but let's, um, let's pray. Lord, we, um, we pray today that as we recognize, the more we spend time in your company, the more you're going to open us up, the more we're going to see the world, one another, and our life the way that you see it. And we want to be shaped by that, not only in what we say, but in what we do and how we live. In Jesus' name, amen.